PKN267. Take two. <laughs> I fouled up the recording. It was 10 minutes. Taylor's being very kind about it. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, no big deal at all. So to give the one-minute recap of what we were talking about, Woody uh, went paramotoring and was almost late. And now we are late. And so, <laughs> yeah. Ironically enough, it wasn't the paramotor. It was the damn technology elves not working correctly. Uh, I, and, yeah. There was a Windows oh, update. Yeah. And... I think my live stream started with the wrong recording device and this and that and um yeah, it just messed up my default. That stinks. So yeah. I should have shit happens. Checked it more carefully. All right. Fucking way she goes, Ricky. Yeah. Oh so, dude yeah. <laughs> that guy's tattoo is still on my mind. He's uh Volvity, if I'm pronouncing it right, is his online yeah. name from the uh from the PKA hangout and he got a Ricky Bobby tattoo. I showed everyone in my live stream his Ricky Bobby tattoo because he put it on his Instagram. We all agree it's the most finely executed Ricky Bobby tattoo we have ever seen. It's a finely executed, terrible tattoo. Like, well, I don't want to jump on that train. That seems mean. I don't want to be. No, it, he he even got it ironically, and so he knows that it's like bad. Like hmm. he, it, it's a joke. Like my younger brother is obsessed with getting a portrait of someone on his ass. And I thought it was a phase, but it's been like 10 years. Now. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I want to get a high definition picture of somebody on my ass cheek. And I'm like, how does your girlfriend feel about this? And he's like, I haven't, I haven't broached the subject. I think it'll be easier to ask forgiveness. than She's permission. normally in front. No, generally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. And maybe sometimes not. That's true. You just spend the rest of your life walking semicircles around your partner. I was, I was talking about sex and then I switched to pegging and I didn't really articulate all that, but that's where my head oh. was. Well, pegging, she would know right away. Yes. Right. I, hopefully it's someone she likes. Maybe someone yeah. she finds erotic. Get Brad Pitt get, on there. Get Brad Pitt on one. But and she's like, I'm getting bored of Brad Pitt. Get Leonardo DiCaprio on the <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you in a uh, fuck? I don't know Ryan Reynolds tramp stamp. Yeah, <laughs> you just got a cacophony of sexy men <laughs> on your back and ass. Uh, you know we should pitch this to your brother and see where it goes. May as well. You know? I mean, I've, I've got some clout with the kid. So Can I, I ask? Is it middle or youngest? Middle. Yeah. Middle. The, he was always a, the the biggest prankster of us, and and he liked that kind of shit whereas i would i was i would unintentionally damage th damage things more often than intentionally like it was rare as a child that i would like spitefully go and like rip down books from a bookshelf or something it was usually like i'm just walking around and, and it bumbled into things you know well both of those behaviors sure will get you beat in my house <laughs> taylor you need to you need to dude like to, I, I knocked over a glass today and i didn't blame my wife but there were a backup of glasses on the counter. But in my head, I'm like, well, no wonder I knock one over. This whole counter is filled with glasses. Dude, yeah. the dish is crazy, woman. But that's not the, the direction I took with it. I just said sorry because she cleans it. And uh, still, still, I'm just like, easy, Woody, easy. No one's going to hit you. <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean to talk shit, but I am by far the toughest motherfucker in my house. I don't know why I'm oh, so yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah, the whole property really <laughs> yeah the, the whole property. everyone who lives in my house and everyone that i know of who lives outside of it, which is no one but there, who knows there could be a muscle-bound hobo living behind the, the in the stable somewhere in yeah stable. <laughs> did we lock the guest house but uh god damn well 
your parents being as religious as they are now should feel fucking bad for that. <laughs> a man, a successful man in his 40s should not break a glass in his own house that he bought and be like, yeah. <laughs> like, like when I break a glass or something, I'm like, God damn it, Taylor, you fucking idiot. Like, but at no point am I worried that I'm going to get smacked. <laughs> I just call myself dumb for like a half an hour and then my, my self-confidence drops and, it, and that's it. Yeah. Now, Taylor, let's play out another scenario, which clearly deserves a beating. What if you're not that strong, but trying to manage pouring a gallon of milk into a glass and overfill it? Well, gallons of milk in the era you're talking about, I looked it up, $3,000. <laughs> that's not a joking expense. So I would expect too, you know? But if it was a commodity milk like today's, then that would show supreme lack of understanding uh, or empathy on behalf of a, uh, of a parent to a child, is what I would say. I wish I was taught to clean it better, too, because I, I, I think clean I've what? told this story. The milk, right? Like, you'd pour the milk, and it'd just overflow by a little bit, but you'd have a ring mm -hmm. around the glass. So I'd clean around the glass and then put it down somewhere else, and now I've created a ring there because oh. I didn't know to pick up the glass and clean the bottom of it. Like... When I spilled milk at a neighbor's house and one didn't get beat at all, and then I saw her clean the bottom of the glass, I was like, that is genius. Yes. Like, this is, this is going to come in so handy. This is a game changer. <laughs> this is Isn't a that? game changer. We can turn two beatings into one. We can cut the milk-related beatings at my home in half. <laughs> we can get this. Gentlemen, I'm not being, I'm not being aggressive. When I say we can get this... This establishment down to two milk beatings a week. <laughs> <laughs> you say it can't be done, but look what we did in the stiletto field just last December. <laughs> look, bring out the stiletto chart. Now it looks like clip art. It's so progressively down. <laughs> really, the trick was I hit her shoes. <laughs> yeah, what the, uh, that made me think, like when you're like, oh, I'm going to a friend's house and I spilled milk and I didn't get fucking smacked. It's like, do you remember weird shit where you like when you're like a kid? And you think the way your house operates is the way every house operates. It's just a family. And then you go to someone else's house and it's, it's weird and they do weird shit. Remember the first time, like it was of course a hockey friend that had like a foul mouth mm. and like, we were only like 10 years old and he'd be like calling people like faggots and fuckers and cunts and real like bad words for that age. And I always in my head was like, that's, Man, how is this kid not getting smacked around like at home for this kind of language? Or is he just bottling it all up there and he's a good little prince and then he comes here and he just releases the evil on us? Because he was not getting it from us. The rest of us were kids. We weren't speaking like that. And I went over to his house once because after the game, my dad had to leave early for something work related. And so I had to get in their truck and drove back to their house. And like immediately I figured out why he spoke that way. Because like his parents were cursing at each other in casual ways not even like fuck you you bitch but like a playful like oh you whore or like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff for like james you're a son of a bitch you know that and he's like, yeah, she's always trying to get me down and i never do and it was like first of all this is the most redneck family I've, i think in the hockey kingdom but yeah it was it was like eye-opening for me where but at the time i thought it was awesome because i was like oh you, dude rich you live in a place where you can say bad words all that you want. This and place is fucking head, he awesome. He thinks it's cool because he's like, hell yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> like, oh man, if I say, oh my God, I get sent to my room in a spanking. Like, <laughs> because that's taking the Lord's name in vain or something.
Uh, one of my friends, uh, he was, there was only two of them. It was him and his sister, right? Now, I was like, I guess the beta in my... Like, I had an older brother, and that's it. And then, of course, I had a mom, a dad, and an older brother, and all of them could kick my ass and sometimes did. So then this guy, I'm hanging out with him, and he's, like, bullying his little sister. And I don't, somehow that was just shocking to me. Some of it was physical, but more like, like he didn't want her hanging out with us, so he just, like physically remove her from the room along with some nice. comments about how ugly she was they were jewish and she had really curly hair and uh he just he called her the fro and uh <laughs> yeah so dude that was funny <laughs> i'm 46 and he was younger than me but let's say he's 45 now i caught him on facebook and like i, I always wondered like how he turned out and what he did a successful guy I started a few software companies and then he gave me an update on the fro. And I'm like, you've been calling her that for like 43 years, years now. <laughs> like, yeah. but, Dude, uh, commitment to the bit. That guy's like, <laughs> yeah, right? She's <laughs> like, I have, I've had straight hair for 31 years, John. Like, <laughs> yeah. She does. Fro, yeah, I, I friended her too when I found you know, her through him. You dumb Jew. You, John, how many times? We're both Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping. Dude, it's funny uh, when we were seven. It's funny dude. now. I remember my dad telling me where he was like, he's like, when I was like seven, I had to go to a friend's house and we were having a bath. And I thought it meant my friend gets in the bath. He gets out of the bath. I get in the bath. I get out of the bath. Then his younger brother gets in the bath. He gets out of the bath. How old are and you? He, I think he was like six. Okay. Like six or seven years old. Uh, this is my dad who told me this story. Hmm. So it wasn't me. And he was like, yeah, but then it turns out that these people that we thought were normal were the most miserly people with water use that he'd ever met. He said they filled glasses like only this much to the top when you asked for water. And that like, if you wanted more, you could have more, but they weren't about to fill up your whole glass <laughs> of water on the off chance you don't drink it. And so when bath time came around, he remember, he's like, I remember their mom coming around and going, boys, come on, bath time. And at first I was like, huh, well, I wonder what order we're going to bathe in. And then she's like, no, all and then like, he's like the two brothers I was with knew the drill. They started stripping down and they both get in the tub. How old are these people? They're they're all like uh, six and five. Okay, the, okay. The, the kids, and my dad's like, and even at that age, I was like, this is fucking weird. Like between like five and seven, I don't remember. And he's like, and then the mom was like, you, you strip and get in the bath with them. And so there were three of us abreast sitting in a bath, and the water's running, and the water gets to three <laughs> inches deep <laughs> in the bath, and. <laughs> Three inches, how much is that? Whatever that is. Not very much. Three inches and is like... There's <laughs> 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 so just a small amount of water in there. And he says they're all sitting in there shivering because, you know, you get water on one part of your body, you start to get cold everywhere else. Yeah. And he says he had to just like independently like dip his hand in soapy water like a, like <laughs> how you'd imagine people in the Old West did it and rub it down. And he's like, yeah, that was the last time I went to their house. It fucking, it fucking sucked. <laughs> well, the, the, the Smiths were terrible. They, their uh, water consumption made no sense. And I was like, man, that that really doesn't make sense. Of all the appliance, of all the utilities I have, water is the one I'm like P. Diddy with. Where it's like, hell yeah, brother. And just <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling in water. Wait, you, you missed your chance. I'm making it rain. 
Yeah, I'm making it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like I don't know. That was that was weird to me. I remember I saw. At what age do kids stop yeah. bathing together? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I he was more like taken aback that it was all three of them. Like two would have been probably fine. I would imagine you're still little kids. You don't fucking care. Yeah, seven I think might be too old. Height. But if you told me four, I'd be like, I don't know if that's we- my in my world. Like we stopped early three or something like that. But mm. then I was at in, with my wife's family. There's nieces and nephews and stuff, and they would bathe together until five, maybe. I, I don't know, but yeah. older than I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know Six. what the I don't know what the baby books are saying mm. about what the best approach is. Because I haven't read a baby. Did you, when you were going to have kids, did you do the baby book thing where you're like, I'm going to get some, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to read some books, see what people are saying. Like, I did read you at do least that? two. Uh, one was what to expect when you're expecting. Are you familiar with this book? I've heard it, but I, I yeah. that one is like the Bible for the pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's all the things the, the mom can expect. Uh, sometimes you can read it and start seeing problems that aren't really there. You know, you, you get hypochondriatic. Yeah. That, that might be a word. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> it's the it's attic part that I. <laughs> you could become a hypochondriac about hypochondrified. it. Hypochondrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, what to expect when you're expecting is just a, a really well put together book on how to work your way through the pregnancy and delivery. All right, cool. The other one I read was. You know the seven tips for success? What is it? The Stephen Covey book? Seven tips for success? I'm not familiar with it. Oh, I have to know because I'm pretty sure our audience won't know about it. Uh, I don't think I've ever read a self-help book. Really? Yeah. Or I've read books about like sales techniques, but that's about it. It is. God damn, there's a lot of seven tips based things out there. <laughs> <laughs> Seven tips for success. Surely there will be one return. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The seven habits of highly effective people. Well, he's written offshoots, and one of them is like the seven habits of highly effective families, and that influenced me to some effect. (laughs) I can picture his publisher like, Eric, whatever his name is, listen to me, hear me out. Eight tips. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? I can't do this. (laughs) Just... <laughs> I've, we've, we've talked about this once. We've talked about it a thousand times. There's no reason for more than seven. All things can be accomplished. Name one thing. There's the seven commandments. And like the publisher doesn't have the. Once <laughs> you cut out the bullshit ones about going to church and like not worshiping idols, there's like seven solid ones. Those are the ones I use. The, you know? the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is a fantastic book, right? It's great. It turns me into the best most effective, wonderful version of me for about three months, then it wears yeah. off. It needs to be read more than once. But um, So I was like, oh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families, I'll read that too. And I'm like, it, it felt a little bit like a Woody's Gamer Tag book report in fourth grade. Like, yeah, you know what? The encyclopedia just put it so well, I just kind of rephrased it and yeah. turned it in. And it, it seemed like every deviation from the encyclopedia was a stare for the worse. So I tried to keep them at a minimum. You mm-hmm. know? I, I remember <laughs> not understanding plagiarism when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And like none of my friends did either. would be like, like and the teachers stressed it way too hard. They'd be like, if you plagiarize on this book report on, on President Zachary Taylor, people, when you're applying to college, people are going to know. 
that'll be on like that kind of shit. It was like, and so I'd like look in the library and it'd be like, Zachary Taylor became president in 1824 or whatever. And I'd like write like in 1824, a man named Zachary Taylor president became and like and talk with him and so you don't have to you have to write like uh, like a yoda style you can you can plagiarize little things so and then you know that little bit of leeway led me all the way until until high school when i was just copy and paste in full passages out of other <laughs> not really i never did that because i was too paranoid and we had to submit everything to this software that ch- checked for plagiarism can you submit it first uh it i'm trying to remember i don't think so i don't think you could i think like after you submitted it it got ran through that but then there were also things where like innocent mistakes would happen like the database was almost too thorough where you could say something like uh the the myth of george washington chopping down a cherry tree and then lying to his father about it was promulgated due to blah 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 blah. and you would say something like that and it would show that you plagiarized and it's like how many ways are there to say this yeah sometime in the past someone else said that too yeah. Yeah. It's like you're you're running this against everyone who's ever turned this paper in in this university or in this high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been teaching the same shit for 15 years. Like this is really a you problem, not a me problem. You need to yeah, switch is- it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of other other funny shit when going to people's houses. I remember the first time I went to someone's house who had no limits on candy and soda consumption. My fat friend. <laughs> I was going to ask how that worked out. Did he have yeah. self-control? No, no. No, I remember because like the way it was for like a long time in my house throughout my childhood was like if I wanted a Coke, like I would have to ask and be like, may I please have a Coke or can I please have a Sprite? And usually my parents would be like, no, like, no, you can't have a Sprite. And then every once in a while, they'd be like, yeah, grab yourself a seven up, go wild. And they'd be like, yes. And they'd just, just nurse that seven up because it was <laughs> precious. And then go into his house and it's like, just walk in, grab yourself a Dr. Pepper. What's that? Full size Snickers in the cabinet. Grab that too. And it, it, I didn't fully like put the pieces together as to why he was the fat slow friend that never got picked for football. Mm. I just like after that was like, man, do you guys know, do you guys know how awesome Jared's life is? Full size Snickers. Candy, <laughs> candy on that little spinning Susan in the middle of the counter. My my brother was was always heavier than ideal, and uh, my mom put us on a diet. No, I wasn't heavy, but I think she was just you know treating us equally. Yeah. So she gave us a candy bar a week. It was a mini one, and we'd keep it in the refrigerator. And like you know the little things you open to the side, maybe you store eggs there. Yeah. One was Pat's. One was mine. We could keep our candy bars there. And rather than eat mine, I saved them up. Now, that doesn't, like, it's, it's not that I didn't want them. I very much wanted them. Oh, I, yeah. I, like, they were more valuable than gold. They were, like, almost too precious to eat. And as my supply gained, like, momentum, and I, <laughs> I had dozens of them piled up. It was like, like... <laughs> Meanwhile, he's paycheck to paycheck over there. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's paycheck to paycheck over there. Come in. He's, he's wolfing it down. And, and this to me is like, like, like the Hobbit where the, the, the dragon yeah. has all that gold more than he needs, but not more than he wants. You know? And then one day, my brother stole like 30 of them. He ate like 30. This is 30 weeks Bastard. of candy bars yeah. all at once. And I was like, no, no. Oh, but you felt robbed. I'm, well, you didn't feel it. You were. I was robbed <laughs> for sure. And it, it really hurt me. 
And my, my parents gave him a talking to, and it's like, he doesn't get beatings. This is bullshit. You know, like, how did I get so lucky? But, uh, um, you should have to garnish his candy allotment until I'm repaid in full. <laughs> that would be fair. I just got fair. fucked. That was, I guess that's how it went down. You know, in I hindsight, remember, I think they could have uh, handled that better. That's so funny <laughs> you did that because I did that exact same thing. Like, my grandma is like, in addition to cooking way too much, mm-hmm. like was a full on like shopaholic, like loved QVC. When Christmas time came around, she was more excited to give us as little kids presents than we were to get them almost like she was so excited. And so my parents would be like, you can't get them too many, you can't get them too many. And they always have to get the same amount. And so you'd get your like, like, you know, treasure trove of toys, you know, and as a kid, like when you see a bunch of presents and you open one and it's an action figure, you have no idea that costs $3.99. Like you didn't know that the whole, you know, the whole cart together wasn't very much, but it was, it was precious. And my younger brother, no discipline when it came to Christmas morning. Tearing open presents, tearing them open. I did this for years and it always made me laugh. <laughs> and he get through, let's say there are 10, we, let's say we each have 10 for mm-hmm. even numbers. He is tearing into his sixth present. I've peeled the paper open on number one. He's tearing into his eighth present. I've opened one to start on the second. And by the end of it, he's got all of his presents open. And then he would look back and see me then starting to casually open mine. And so many years in a row, he would cry and get upset and be like, Taylor got more than me. Taylor got more than me. And I'd be, and, and they'd have to be like, no. No, you got, you've always got exactly the same. Taylor just always does this. He always waits until you're near the end opening them, and then he starts opening them. And then my younger brother would freak out. No, he he, he has more than me. It's okay. Keep oh, this up. Next was, year you get a math book. Yeah, it was fun. That was uh, oh, good I, times. That was as fun as the presents. <laughs> Jesus, you're cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One year, he, like when my parents made us start to buy each other gifts, we put no effort into it. One year he got me a clock that happened to be sitting on the counter at Pier 1 when he was going through it with my mom. Mm. I'm seven. I don't want a clock from <laughs> Pier 1. Okay. But, but then I open it and that's like this little like desk silver clock that like sways back and forth. And my mom's like, he just really thought you'd like that. And I'm like, that son of a bitch. No, he didn't. But I, <laughs> he just wanted to say something so he could get out of there. The but things I, got I like the, are well documented. Yeah, I, I, I even the score, because the same year that he gave me a ball of used sticky tack, I gave him a whiteboard with no markers, and that that was the gift we we exchanged. And now we just really don't a give whiteboard each other with no markers. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I had to process it. I'm like, that is a shitty, shitty gift. Yeah, <laughs> I was a shitty nine year old. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, my parents, maybe this is a, a side effect of being raised by an accountant. We didn't have an even number of gifts. We had even budget, right? Mm. So like, like I remember a year I got a wetsuit, but the wetsuits are pretty expensive. Consumed almost my whole budget, but I never felt gypped by it. That racist, whatever. And uh, I never felt like it was in, in like, like there was some sort of inequality there because I knew the budgets were the same. And they were so equal, they tracked it and would give one child or the other like a makeup check. Like, you know, all right, Taylor, here's all your presents and $7.36 to make it even. You'd be like, wow. yeah, now I know that shit's equal. That's a great approach. That really, that 
for, for making kids know that they're being yeah. spent on equally, that is a good approach. Do you, can you think of any presents you got that you were so stoked on and then you got them and it was the most disappointing thing in the world? Yeah, I got, I wanted a, <laughs> I'm showing my age, a record player, Taylor. It yeah. was literally a record player. I got player. it, my favorite brand of sundial. <laughs> <laughs> it played vinyl records and it had an FM stereo built into it and it had speakers and, and, uh, I chose it. It was in the Sears catalog. Jesus, this was a long time ago. And I, I, Taylor, I wore out the page. You couldn't read the print anymore. You couldn't see it. I touched that. that I told my mom all the time, <laughs> I want this one, this one right here. And I, my greasy little finger took the print yeah. off the catalog. <laughs> How old were you? Six, I don't know. And uh, eight, something like that. And when it came in, I was like, meh. And I tried to tell her it wasn't the one I wanted. And she's like, look at this. Look at this catalog. You wore out the picture. You told me you wanted this one so much. I was like, yeah, you got me, mom. This is totally what I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for some reason, it didn't live up to my hype. Nothing could have. That sucks. I, the one that sticks out in my mind is, I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners will remember this because a lot of them are around my age. Uh, moon shoes. They were oh, basically these yeah. these moon these big plastic heavy shoes with just a little trampoline you strapped your foot to on the inside and the commercials on Nickelodeon you're seeing these kids jumping building to building like <laughs> clearing huge chasms jumping and like over cars and you know in my just... head at like ten years old I'm like this this is what I need moon shoes I'll bring them to recess and be the I'll be jump I'll be dunking. I'll be dunking on my with my moon shoes. And then, you, you expect them to be like a full size trampoline. Like a full size yeah. trampoline really does launch you six feet in the air. Like it lives up to the hype. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah! Turns out, ten year old Taylor was already at the cusp of the weight limit. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, moon shoes. Like when I strapped them on and I like stood in them, like my feet were like pretty much on the ground. <laughs> Like just like stretching downward, and like I was like trying to like balance, but you, there was there was nowhere to balance. <laughs> you just hit and the so ground. Like, you just had to like walk off of me in them <laughs> with no ability, and it was the fastest I'd ever gone from like. You got me moon shoes. You got me moon shoes. Like, and in my head, I'm already picturing myself dunking outside. I'm picturing myself like jumping onto the car hood or like jumping up to the top shelf and grabbing all the good sweets or candies or, or well, for me it was it was goldfish and, and crackers <laughs> nope nope i wore those for about 20 minutes before i fell forward about 10 different times trying to jump but i would just not get enough height to clear the actual shoe and clip the front and fall forward devastating it was a dev i think it was a birthday actually it sucked oh that does suck yeah. Well, any presents that did live up to the hype? Uh, I always loved getting hockey stuff. Like every mm. once in a while, I'd get like a hockey stick that I really thought was awesome or new goalie pads that I thought were sick. I remember when I was like maybe nine or 10, getting my first pair of like real goalie pads. I felt like that. Like I was like, wow, these have like different colors on them. The way the goalies on in the NHL on TV have different colors on them. And it's like, that was one of my only gifts that year because they were expensive. And all I did was like spend all day wearing them and like trying to stretch them out and get them ready for practice and, and all that. It was, it was a blast. I love that. And then of course, cause I was like nine or 10, like nine months later, 
they don't fit me. Oh. They're, they're too small. And so that was devastating. And from that point on, my dad was like fully on board the play it again sports train. That makes and sense. I can't blame him. Like at the time, I'm like, but Richie gets to say bad words and has new stuff all the time. That's not fair. And they live in like a poor place. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, mine uh, was surfing. 14-year-old Woody was a little bit like 46-year-old Woody in that he got into shit and just was consumed by it. You know, this is this is his favorite thing. Yeah, I would wake up in the morning and think about surfing. I would think about surfing all day long. Rather than listen to my teacher, I'd draw pictures of surfing and think about the waves and the weather and, and what was going on. And people probably don't know that in, in New Jersey, you need three wetsuits to surf throughout the year. In the summer, you don't need one at all. On either edge of the summer, you need a spring suit, which is basically like a one-piece shorts and t-shirt size mm -hmm. thing. Then you have a lighter full suit and a winter full suit. I didn't have a winter full suit. So uh, you start needing that thing about November in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And Christmas is December 25th. So I am freezing freezing i have no gloves no booties no hoodie just out there in a in a wetsuit made for fall just shivering trying to surf until i couldn't until weeks had gone by and i'm just not surfing and and mm -hmm. like it's my sense of self-worth my identity my like it's my everything yeah it's your hobby it's yeah like and i was good right and, and like and, and i just couldn't then christmas rolled around and uh i got this five mil thick you know, full suit I and mean, it had booties and gloves and a hoodie and I'm just like freaking Michelin. It's so warm. You pretty much can't wear it out of the water. Like yeah. the, <laughs> the drive over to the beach or walk and you're just melting. So you're like, you're, you're like get the back unzipped. You're trying to get some air in there. And uh, <laughs> it, it, I, it was, it was snowing the first day I got it and I went out and surfed in the snow and sleet. And I was just like, this is what I, this is good. So lived up to the hype. I was happy. It's a good gift. Yeah. You're talking about like the stuff you would daydream on with, you know, being, oh, I'm going to draw myself surfing. I'm going to draw a board that I imagine having with rockets on it or some, some <laughs> silly stuff like that I imagine as a kid. I remember all the time drawing medievalized versions of whatever my school looked like and imagining if like uh, this especially started after Lord of the Rings came out when I was like, 11 uh -huh. where i would spend like whole days in class just drawing like intricate fortresses shaped like the school and be like if orcs attacked how would we defend it well i'd have the i'd have the kindergarten first and second graders over here doing that because they're low maintenance they'll have wooden spears they'll be at the gates they're fodder we'll have us the cool ass fifth graders on the roof with bows i'll be like legolas like and i would i would obsess over this I would draw these like these really detailed plans and like my schoolwork wait by the wayside. You know, I'm I, thinking, I would find though, a way to still do okay. Okay. Legolas is a skinny athletic dude. That's not you. What are you though? Because you're not a dwarf. You're way too tall. I think yeah. you're the human. Probably. Probably. Probably most the of the human. kids in school were. <laughs> very few dwarves, very few elves. It was mostly human school, I'll be upfront. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would just like get stoked on it and, and, and like get so I just excited like every like, morning. Oh yeah, I, I was really into the Avengers. I envisioned myself as Black Widow, of course. 
And you'd yeah. be like, what are you, the fuck? Because <laughs> of my flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was, man, that was, uh, doodling castles and assaults was like my bread and butter. I did that on every road trip and it kept myself occupied for at least part of the time. Most of my road trip time as a kid was taken up by Game Boy and Pokemon Red, mm. which little little past your time, but it was... Actually, did Colin ever get into the Pokemon games? No. No? Are they complicated? Like... No, they're they're like... The one, the ones I feel like I they're, had. Let, so let me. Yeah, sorry to interrupt it. you, but it, no, you're fine. Like, there's a lot of like this character specializes against this kind of character. That might be a lot mm -hmm. for him to absorb, or not. It, he's he's learned I, the whole I, crafting I, thing in Minecraft. Yeah, it's I. I've watched like videos of the crafting, like, and not understood it, mm -hmm. and like the the typing in Pokemon. At least back then, like now, when I like, I literally buy the the new games sometimes when they come out. Because I want to like see how Pokemon's changed because it's a fun like part of my childhood. I remember getting Pokemon Red when it like came out in 1997 or 1998, and just like every everyone at school had them. Everybody spent every recess doing nothing but battling and trading their Pokemon until like they're like, you, you guys got to play football or something. You, you, no more video games allowed in recess. But like the typing is so obvious in the old ones. It'll be like like what's good against water? Electric. Uh leaves or plant type because it'll just absorb the the mm -hmm, water mm -hmm. and then there are other ones that didn't make full Not, sense where i guess fire is bad against water probably water is good against fire yeah water is good against fire fire is bad against water fire is good against uh plant plants good against uh plants bad against ice ice is good against the plant because it'll, it'll do that and then there are ones that didn't make any fucking sense mm -hmm. where it'd be like Normal type is bad against fighting type. And in my head, like as a kid, I always remembered like, yeah, like like how a fighter would beat up a normal guy. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. And then there'd be other stuff like ice is super effective against dragon. It's like, yeah, because like, well, I, I'll just have to remember that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like ghost is good against psychic and then psychic is good against poison, but all the poison types are also ghost types in this. And so it's like, okay, so yeah, they just like beat each other up. That's that makes kind of sense. But, oh, I, I love those. Colin probably would have liked, liked mm. Pokemon. Now they've added a new type called fairy that I don't even know what it's good against. I just don't, I just don't use those kind. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know either. Like I'm trying to time. process it. What would a fairy be good against? Fire? No. Plants? Maybe. Dragons? Yeah, I think what they are good against is like like fighting type. I think they're good against that. And fighting type was just like the coolest type because there was one Pokemon called Machamp that just had... There's like Goro from like Street Fighter or whatever, where it's just four enormous yoked out arms. And I was like, that was always my man. I thought he was so cool. You're not Him thinking of Mortal this, Kombat, yeah. are you? Or is that true? Mortal Kombat? Oh. No, no, Mortal Kombat. You're right. Those are games I never ever played, so I don't, I don't know. Did yeah. you ever get into those? I got into Street Fighter, which is a little older, and uh, and I was better than most at it. I wasn't special, but I was. I played mm -hmm. it a lot. That's the that's the game I played in the arcade when all the guys were kind of domineering at school. <laughs> I was just yeah. wanting to play Street Fighter, and uh, those games seem always seemed so hard to me. It's. I guess like real like there's little tells the other character gives, and then if you react right away in the right way, you do well. Okay, so. <clears throat> kind of like a much harder Super Smash Brothers. 
I still oh. love Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that I don't know about that one. That one's interesting to watch. And the that game is is deeper than it looks, right? Because it's cartoony oh, yeah. and the aesthetic is kind of playful. You would think that the game is kind of simple, but the way that they manage the aerial part of it, like I'm just like, oh. Even as a non Super Smash Brothers guy, I can see that there's a super high skill cap on this. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the videos I'll watch online of people just dominating, is, it's crazy. Like they'll do stuff that I wouldn't dare do. Like someone, they'll knock somebody off the edge. And for me, it's like, all right, I will wait on the edge where it's safe until they get back and then we'll fight again and I'll try and knock them off again. The good guys will be like, nah, motherfucker, I'm jumping with you. I'm going to punch you twice more and get to the absolute limit of my distance and then do like a goofy double jump and somehow make it back with like an extra side B. And it's like... I. I can't do that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the buttons what? that is well. Is that even a thing? Who knew? Like, I wouldn't yeah. know that was a thing unless I saw you do it. My secret weapon in the the original one on on N sixty four was to play as Donkey Kong, and he had a move that they didn't glitch through or kind of glitched where if you would get one stock up. So if you're playing five stock where everybody's got five lives and you're like one v wanting someone, and I donkey punch him out of the ring and kill them once. Oh, we're and on then, Super Smash still. Okay, I went to Super Donkey Smash. Kong. I got confused. No, as a character, mm. Super Smash. And so I would always kill them once. And then Donkey Kong had a move where you could grab them and put them on your back. And then you could just walk off the edge of the map holding <laughs> them and kill yourself and them. And so all I'd have to do is eliminate one of your lives, Donkey Kong. And then he's a heavy character, so you have to get close to me to do damage to me. Nope, just going to pick you up and walk <laughs> over the edge again. And that was a great way to lose friends when you're eight. <laughs> I um, Did you watch Down the Rabbit Hole, the Wings of Redemption two-hour documentary? I haven't yet. Oh, it was pretty well done. All right, side note about that thing. Here's what's bullshit about Down the Hat Rabbit. Over the course of two hours, I'm featured in it a lot. I age 11 years, and Wings does not age one. I'm like, what the fuck? How is... <laughs> it's like Keanu of Redemption. The dude looks yeah. the same as he does 11 years ago. Meanwhile, I'm getting older in every shot. So, fuck that. But back on topic. Um, you still look great for... Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the secret is low expectations. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was going with it. Wings. Uh, oh, oh, he the, looks the, the same team deathmatch. Yeah. I was headed. So he lost a syndicate in that thing. A big yeah. part of it was getting behind. In, in TDM and Call of Duty, if I'm up by two on you, I'm uh, look, I'm happy to end the game here. There's a timer. You mm -hmm. need to take your happy ass away from cover and get to me. And uh, so that that's partly what happened. Like he's down by four with I'll, I'll make it up six minutes left. And he's got to push the action. He's got to take all these risks to make that up. Otherwise, there'll just be fewer engagements and he'll lose. So yeah. I guess I would just bring it up that the dynamic is the same. Once you're behind, you're screwed. The, yep. the, the goal is to get ahead. Yeah, that, I'll have to watch that whole doc. Dude, it, it was and, and part compelling. of like wings, like, like fat, being fat really makes it so wrinkles don't show. It does. Not yeah. until that person loses all the weight. And then it's like a rapid fire of both getting healthier and looking much older because their wrinkles are even deeper. I, I hear you. But with wings, I feel like he just looks better. I, I, he might look better now than he did 11 years ago because he's lighter. And yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. 
I definitely look better now than I did when I started my YouTube channel. <laughs> I looked like a fucking skinhead. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. It looked like George Foreman, apparently, according to like a 10-year-old oh, uh, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Coleman, I think, is, Gary Coleman. is who I said you look. I was, uh, it was as dumb as trying to find the least similar person in the whole universe. And, and if people don't know, Gary Coleman was a midget comedic black actor. And yeah. it doesn't look anything like Taylor. No, but uh, no, people have, have tried like to make sense out of that ridiculous comment for a long yeah. time. <laughs> like, uh, it was just meant to not make yeah. sense. It's like, no, he was, it was meant, it was absurdism. Yeah. Well, goddamn, poor, poor Gary Coleman. He's been dead for almost 10 years. Has he? Do little people not live as long as regular people? Yeah. It's like a, almost like a bell curve thing, I feel like, where if you're like super little, you're not going to live as long because your body's more strange, kind of like Vern Troyer, Mini-Me, mm. or Gary Coleman, or like any kind of midget. And then if you're like super huge, like Andre the Giant, like your body just, human bodies aren't meant to support that kind of weight. Like that kind of weight and like your heart's probably enormous. Yeah. But I don't know. Elephants seem to do a good job of living, but they're entirely different species. So that doesn't. I know. I was <laughs> like, the bell curve thing doesn't really apply to dogs either. I feel like smaller is longer, period. That's true. That's true. Dogs, we kind of got to pick our poison as, as like breeding them for thousands of years. Mm. Like it's fun to look at dog. Like I've looked at dog breeds now. Like the one I have mixed with is like the, the Cavalier King Charles or whatever. I'm like, why the fuck does it have that dumbass name? And they're like, apparently King Charles was just like stoked on these dogs. He's just <laughs> like, they're so nice. They just you just do whatever you want with them. They're just they fall asleep. They 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 never bark at you. They're good. And like, uh, like imagine being like a king. And like your main thing that comes out of it is like, what, what was King Charles II like? Well, he loved this specific kind of dog. <laughs> it's a, I had to look it up because it, it was a new breed to me. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And the Spaniel tells me a little bit about the dog. Like without the Spaniel part, I'm a blank slate. It could be a Great yeah. Dane. It could be a Bichon Frisier or anywhere in between. <laughs> but the Spaniel, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's probably not too far from the other Spaniels I can think of. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. mixed with a poodle, which in itself is a big question mark to me because poodles are huge and small and every, like poodles are a lot of things. Yeah. It depends how, how big the poodle they fuck. And the, the poodles that one of my dogs got fucked by, one of them was a decent size and the other one was tiny. Wait. And so like, they're brother and sister, though, right? They have their half brother and sister. They have the same father, brother and brother. Yeah, ah. they have the same uh, dad, and so I think they're actually no. I think the dad was a poodle, in that he fucked a big uh, cavalier and a small cavalier, and that's where it's going to go. We'll see. The, even if they get to the absolute, if they're one hundredth percentile growth dogs, they're still going to be small. <laughs> like there's, there's we, no worry. We had two yellow labs from the same litter. And I used to be like, they're actually twins. And people would be like, wow, really? Twins? Yeah. Like, you know, all dogs are twins, right? They're born like six or eight at a time. Yeah. It's not that... <laughs> they're, they're actually a, a quarter of an octuplet set. You know, <laughs> that is a funny way to trick people into thinking it's more impressive <laughs> to, use, to use human terms and be like, they're actually octuplets, but we couldn't bear to take all of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm super stoked on the fact that tomorrow hockey season begins. The regular season. Regular season kicks off tomorrow. Blues have their banner raising against the Washington Capitals. We got uh, 
fucking uh, Falk from the Hurricanes. Hopefully, he'll perform well for us. Um, see, I did. I wrote down a topic rather than interrupt. <laughs> Five thirty-eight did an analysis on really, yeah, on the on the Blues chances of repeating, and I guess there's like uh, sports betting that comes out. Mm-hmm. And they have the Blues as one of the lowest chances to repeat at like five and a half percent of any of the recent champions. And five thirty eight is like this doesn't make any sense. You know, they they've got basically the same core coming back. And you traded the defenseman and got one from us, mm-hmm. but you got the upgrade. So you gave away yeah. some picks, but we're talking about this year. And they're they're just like they should be better this year than last year. So we'll see. I would hope so. Like we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hope they like were the, a champion. If they were yeah. as good, I'd be okay. <laughs> oh yeah, if they're, if they're as good, I'm fine. But like, when's the last time someone repeated? The Penguins Pittsburgh, did. I know. Yeah, uh, Chicago. Before that, Detroit in the '90s when they were just no. stacked with every good player in Russia. I must Chicago, be wrong because you would know. Didn't Chicago have a little mini dynasty? Uh, Chicago won <coughs> in ten, thirteen, and fifteen. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, so, so it doesn't I'm, happen a I lot. I think we have a good, we good, as good a shot as anyone. Hockey has so much parity; you can't know. Like that's what I like about it so much. Other than it's the sport that I played, is that like you never really know. Any, it seems like and I don't follow the NBA. You do now, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like it, when like a Titan team, like the Golden State Warriors, goes up against the fucking New Orleans Pelicans, no one is like Pelicans primed to pull off an upset it's like no they're gonna get absolutely shithoused by You're the better right. team 538 did an analysis on that and i do want to say that basketball might have been the least variable one and they they, they just yeah. basically said that hockey's susceptible to like chances and bounces whereas like mm-hmm. basketball for example while it has that the fact that the winning team scores 110 points the bounces tend to even out and the better team wins when you win two to one, like <laughs> the oh, yeah. random factor counts for a lot. Also, like the actual players playing, like there are basketball games where like they're intent on winning, and so they'll leave their starting five out there the whole time, and just it's like they'll you got LeBron in your starting five, he's gonna play the whole game and he can trounce you. Whereas like fucking Connor McDavid. Oh can't he cannot play the whole game like if he does he'll become a detriment once he gets yeah. tired and people he could play the whole him. game but he'd be paying at 50 percent. yeah exactly and so it's like and welcome to beer oh, league hockey yeah oh you want to play <laughs> your best guy and he's tired all right throw out the grinders hey good guys on our team have a breather enjoy yourself and then go out there and blow past him next next time so it's like a full you have to run four full lines in hockey now which i like a lot about it the only person we've lost this offseason is pat maroon the hometown guy and he went to fucking Tampa Bay. And so he's got a chance to win another cup immediately with they were Tampa. Strong last and I, year. I really think Tampa's going to win it this year just because their entire core has got to be humiliated, livid, just over oh, getting blown they out. The they first got round. Yeah. Swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> swept. Did Columbus did they they might have knocked the Hurricanes out? Do you remember what happened in the second round to them? I think it was that uh, Columbus swept the Lightning, and then the Hurricanes swept Columbus, and then Boston swept the Hurricanes. I 
think I'm going to go it, with maybe. yours. That sounds right. I think Ish. so. Yeah. I, I was paying a lot more attention to the Western Conference, <laughs> to be fair. <clears throat> the Hurricanes yeah. did get out of the second round, though. I remember, was it like, Hurricanes yeah. barely make the playoffs. And when they do, they make at least the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the thing reason. about the Hurricanes is like you'll you'll go to people who have played on them for the last twelve years, and then you'll go to playoff uh, like stats for a guy, and it'll be like, man, they only made the playoffs twice <laughs> in the last ten years. Wow! But both times they played twenty one games, yeah. like, <laughs> and they got a cup. <laughs> yeah, and they got a cup in one of them. Yeah, which is great. Is that no? Cam Ward got traded to the Hawks. I think he doesn't play for them anymore. I don't know who the Canes goalie is right right now. Oh, I didn't even know he got traded. I'm a bad fan. Maybe basketball has ruined me. I'm ha- well. That's your second team, though. You're 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 looking for Philly right now, and Philly. It depends on who's him. better, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, <it's all. laughs> when, when the Hurricanes are the only ones still in the playoffs, that's my team. Yep. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was. Like I, I don't think the Blues have ever traded with the Hurricanes before. Oh, Rod Brindamore, they did that. But other than that, I can't think of any. But wait, Brindamore? Yeah, yeah, because the Blues drafted Brindamore, and then but he, he like, played for play the for Flyers. All. You're right, Flyers. I'm, I'm getting those confused. I get your teams confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've got high hopes. I'm just happy that that hockey's back again because like it's not until I get to the end of hockey season that I'm like, well, where's the content guys? What am I supposed to watch at night? I can only watch so many shitty Netflix shows and movies that I'm not that interested in. But then like mm-hmm. sports, like I, I wish I were into other sports. I think I'm going to watch baseball this off season because the, the cards are going to be playing Kyle's Atlanta Braves in the first round. Mm. And uh, that'll be good to talk about actually this week. Kyle's back this week, isn't he? In two days. But it, we're doing the show in three. Kind of. Yeah, we're doing the show Friday night this week, right? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, I hope, uh, honestly, for Kyle's sake, I hope Atlanta wins <laughs> almost. Like, <laughs> I got the guy a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah give him a break. He's gone through enough. Um, but, but no, I want the Cardinals to win. Dude, I'm, I'm excited about Cardinals. basketball season. I like, But to me, like the games are kind of a... I don't know. They're they're the engine, but that engine is pulling this whole train, a train of social media. And do many NHL guys have YouTube channels? Jimmy Butler's out there learning to mountain climb. He sucks at hiking up a mountain. He is awful. He's, you know, he's just like, he started like competitive. Like, I am going to get up to the top first. I'm your guy. He bought way too much gear. He's a basketball player, so he has an unlimited budget. And he, he puts on like a 60-pound backpack just filled with everything for a day hike. Doesn't know anything about what he's doing. 60, 60 pounds for a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might have had a tent back there for no reason. They're not hiking. Yeah. They're not camping. And uh, it doesn't take long. He's laying on the side of the hill, exhausted, complaining about how hot and hard the rock is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, that's what rocks do. Where are you from? Yeah, they get, they're baking in the sun all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just like all kinds, of, I like watching him work out. I, like one, it's interesting to me to see what what's kind his name again, Jimmy Butler. Um, Butler. It's interesting, interesting to see what kind of workouts a professional NBA player does. They have weird things that like their knees have to be very strong. All those little supporting muscles are incredibly important to them. Uh, their mm-hmm. ankles, their cardio, their you know they're on the beach with stretch bands and doing stuff like that. No deadlifts, you know, for what it's worth. But mm-hmm. uh, so it's, and you know they're. Uh, 
like passing muscles, right? They're passing medicine balls and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, interesting. Some of it might be adapted to guys like us, and some of it, like, you know, it, it's just not that important that you can receive a hard pass, Taylor. <laughs> like, it's, <Yeah. laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, watching the workouts, watching just sort of who he is. He went back to his alma mater, and, you know, he's like a, a hero there at that school. It might have been Marquette. And, uh, yeah, so the games are important, but the whole, like – Social media memes, the memes in basketball are hilarious. Uh, the stats in basketball that the fans put together are dumb in the funniest way. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait for that to, to go down. But it's fun. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to the season and I'm struggling with no content. The NHL has to step up their player presence on social media, but it genuinely seems like most of them want nothing to do with it. I feel like that's smart, right? Like, I, I, I'm telling you, these basketball players, I don't think social media is good for their health. Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. possibly the best player over the last, whatever, four or five years. He's in that argument in top three easily. Just mm -hmm. which one is he? This guy has repeatedly been caught for making fake, fake accounts, like complimenting himself or defending himself, trying Jesus to like Christ. change the tide of what people are saying. And it's like, oh, I know this is a net negative on your mental health, but you'd be happier if you weren't. You're looking for praise and love on social media. And like, if you start letting that impact your mood, then it ruins you. This is yeah. an area where I have a little of exp a little expertise, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's, but it's like, dude, Kevin, you know, I, I wish I could coach you on this. I've been there and done that. There was one player who made the Patrick Line, who was the number two overall draft pick a couple of years back, like a pure, like a big. They, they were saying like, oh, he's got like the body type and everything to be kind of like another Ovechkin, but probably not quite as good because Ovechkin's the best goal scorer of all time, pure goal scorer of all time, and. This kid's like 22 now or something. And he made the mistake like last season early on, like tweeting or saying something that gave out his gamer tag or whatever for Fortnite. <laughs> and so then he went through huge slumps and all of the commentators and fans would be like, well, we took a look at his Fortnite account and he's played 40 hours this week. What's he doing? You know, how about you step onto into the training room and get your shot back on point because you haven't scored a goal in eight games and you're playing Fortnite five hours a night. And like he literally came out and said this year because his last season was so bad that he was like, Fortnite's in the past. Fortnite's in the past. I'm not going <laughs> to do that anymore. And then like he started with a new account that got leaked and now people were ripping on it. Oh, again. no. So, yeah. Uh. It's funny. <laughs> he should be motivated to really step it up because he's he's like on a bridge deal right now and he's only making like six something million dollars a year. And if he had killed it last year, he'd be making close to 10. Dude, it's like, funny what contracts do, right? Like mm -hmm. some people, usually players do really well when they're about to go for a new contract. They're like, if yep. I do well this season, it's life-changing money. Sometimes they get that life-changing money and it motivates them to be better. Oftentimes they get that life-changing money and they don't do well. And I don't know if it's because ah, time to rest. Let's, you know, water finds its mm -hmm. level and I'll be normal me. Or it, sometimes they feel a pressure. Oh my gosh, I'm earning 28 million a year or whatever it is. And I have to deliver like a $28 million man. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, pushes on them. And, and, and so they never get into that like flow state where the real success is. 
Yeah. And I, I tell you, I enjoy that part of sports as much as the sports. Maybe I don't. Maybe other people can uh, relate to that. But I, I, I like the meta of the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. around the teams and the pros. And did you watch Draft Day? Of uh, of hockey. Uh, Draft Day is a movie starring Kevin oh. Costner, and it's about drafting football players. And it was really yeah, good. Yeah. It, the Rotten Tomatoes said it was okay, if I recall, but. I really liked it. I, t- I cried. I loved it. I got engaged. Wow. I, uh, you know, like it was, uh, it, it, I was all wrapped up in it. And that's, it's, it's a part of sports that I like. Speaking of upcoming movies, like I'm on like online shit a decent amount and the Joker movie coming out, mm. all I'm seeing are like mainstream publications being like, people are fearing uh, a shooting from the Joker, an incel or a white per- white supremacist shooting from this. And it's like, I have not heard a word about this from anyone who's not in the media. Why are you stoking flames? It seems like you guys are the ones who want a story out of this, you fucking duplicitous cocksuckers. Why are you, why are you projecting into reality your own shitty wishes? Like, n- I, nobody is saying shit like, even that dude... Who shot up uh, the the the, New the, Zealand the, the Joker movie oh, a while oh. ago? Yeah, that guy wasn't a Colorado, white supremacist. Right? That guy was Jewish. Was like, he? and he even like got interviewed afterward, like like about the Joker thing. Like, were you trying to be the Joker? And like in in a longer, more crazy spiel, he was like, "Nope, nope, just insane. I have no <laughs> no ties in with that character whatsoever. I just knew it was going to be a big movie, and I wanted to kill people." He colored his hair right in like a non-human way. Yeah, was it green? And it or turned out that or... was just something he did. Okay. He was that was part of his crazy. And it's like, what the fuck, people? Like, like I saw the New York Post and like a couple other like, like a Wall Street Journal, not, not Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, one of those, like putting these articles out. And it's like you're just giving people ideas. You're just doing that thing where you make an article about three tweets that you found from people with nine followers and you go, there's a trend happening. And it's like, no, you're speaking something into a potential existence. I'm sensitive to that. I I got a couple of them. Almost all Antifa coverage. Dude, I've never seen Antifa in my life. I guess they just don't exist here. I don't know how big it is. It always seems like it's 12 assholes in a street and they're acting like it's a national movement. Um, Oh, David Chappelle's new special, right? I... In my little universe, I didn't see any liberals complaining about David Chappelle, but I saw tons and tons and tons of coverage about how liberals were complaining about David Chappelle. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, dude, it was funny. It was, it was funny. Like, I get, like he's uncanceled. Yeah, he did a really good set. David Chappelle hasn't gotten worse. And that's, I can't think of another comedian I can say that about. Well, absence makes the heart grow fonder in a way with him because he's been gone for so long that when he comes back, people are just so thirsty for any kind of funny content from him. And like, like being totally truthful, his special isn't half as funny as the Dave Chappelle show was. It wasn't like the Chappelle show was just funnier, but we've been missing his kind of comedy and his funny cadence and his jokes for so long that we're like, yeah, this is great. This is good to me. And it is great. And it's good compared to the current crop. I thought the David Chappelle show was a little hit or miss. I thought almost every show had a great bit, but there were also bits I had to endure, you know, and just to get That's to the true. good ones. Um, I do like his cadence. I like the way he does it. Uh, his part on Kevin Hart, that might have been two things ago, was freaking hilarious. I love that. Like his son really just loving Kevin Hart. He gave his son like a Kevin Hart shirt. He's like, wear this when your dad's mad. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so that, yeah, Chappelle's great. Uh, the, the other one who I think um, is as good now as he's ever been is Joe Rogan. I actually didn't love Joe Rogan's stuff from 10 years ago. I can't ago. get into his stand-up, honestly. Like, he's he's not that funny to me on stand-up. Like, I, don't listen to, I listen to his podcast maybe like once a month when I see a guest that I like, but I like him in a conversational setting a lot more than I like him in a, a stand-up setting. Not his most recent special, but the one before that. Have you seen it? I don't. Uh, what, what's that one called? Do you remember? I would have to look it up. But it, it, he tells the joke where he looks like a thumb with two thumbs. If that one rings oh. a bell. <laughs> uh, That's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not that like they're all stand-up comedians. They're all funny. Yeah, he actually but. he used a joke that I kind of ripped on. He he said that he could beat up everyone in his family. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of stole that tonight. But uh, yeah, anyway, that special to me opened my eyes. I never really loved Joe Rogan comedy until that one. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is as good as anyone. I thought that special rivaled, you know, a Bill Burr special or a Louis C.K. special or a Chappelle. It, 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 for me, it hit my funny bone. I liked it. Nice. To each his own. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> call it well, a wrap? Yeah. I, I've got some, my girlfriend's making some jambalaya right now. I'm about to go munch on that. going to be real nice. I just realized I haven't had dinner. It's like a treat waiting for me now. But oh. my wife is sick, so it will probably suck. <laughs> we'll see. You bitch. You bitch. Why can't you just, <laughs> just, just be better. Just be better. <laughs> Get your, your sick ass off the couch. Make me something new. All right. Yeah. <laughs> PKN 267.